We're Derek and Hilary Walker from Oxford Bible Church and today we want to share with you some principles of prayer. Now this is going to transform your prayer life um, and help you to live in the presence of God. To enter God's best in prayer, we must go to the foundational teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ himself and this is the Lord's Prayer. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6 starting at verse 9. In this manner therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen amen you know that's it's interesting he says after this manner pray yes. It's, yes. it's not like other prayers in the Bible. No. It's actually a pattern for prayer. Yes. That uh, I think we really need to take seriously. Mm. There's a reason why the prayer is set out like this. There are many good prayers. We could pray, you know, prayers for uh, our needs, yes. prayers for the country, mm. confessing our sins, casting our cares on the Lord. Yes. You know, so many things we need to do with God in prayer, but it's not going to work unless we do them in the presence of God. Yes. So first of all, we have to come into his presence. Mm -hmm. How do we come into his presence? Praise. With praise, right? Yes. With thanksgiving, yes. uh, with worship. Yes. Uh, we come into his presence that way by honoring his name, by hallowing his name. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes. We, we mustn't rush past that. No. Right. We must make sure that we have consciously entered into his presence and we've honored his name and then we can do our other business with God yes. and I think this is something we we really yes. need to emphasize you know it's um, it's not just God that we're talking to mm. it's our God our father yes. the one who loves us yes we're his child yes. and as we enter into his presence we start seeing God but we start seeing who we are yes. we're not just some anonymous blob you know <laughs> but we are his child yes. we are loved by him yes. and and we need to get that in our heart before we go on to other kinds of prayers and um, you know nothing else is going to work otherwise you know we may be under spiritual attack yeah. but you know it says submit to God yes. then resist the devil yes. you know you might be under attack right now but the best thing you can do, or you might want to receive something from God. You might have problems weighing down on you. And the best thing you can do before addressing those things directly is simply come into the presence of God. Start saying, my Father in heaven, I worship you. I hallow your name. Because, you know, once you get into the presence of God, then these other things will seem smaller. And you'll know, you'll have the grace from God's presence, from his throne of grace, to, to know how to pray with, about those things, how to deal with those things. You know, you submit to God first, and then you can speak to the evil one and rebuke him. And it's going to work much better because what you're doing is being from the presence of God. And so we need to start our prayer in the way that the Lord said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, thanksgiving, praise, worship. You know, and when we say our Father, 
we need to, to understand what does that mean? It means intimacy. He's not just God, he's, he's my Father. And it's also reverence, you know, because as it were, as a child speaking to their father, it should be with reverence. He is the, the final authority. We're coming into the authority in the presence of the sovereign Lord. But this is a family prayer. Our Father in heaven. Now, when Jesus actually spoke this, he was the only one really who could pray this prayer because before the cross, yes. you know, they, they weren't actually, technically speaking, born again children of God. But Jesus was anticipating, you see, the new yes. covenant that he would bring in with his blood. He was anticipating that. Yes. Uh, but, so he, this prayer is for us because we honestly can pray this. Yes, Our Father, you are my Father. Yes. Uh, and we can come into his presence as loving children. Praise God. But when Jesus said that, it was very radical. Oh, it was. Very radical it? to have that intimacy. Yes. I'm sure the Jews would have thought, you know, for him to say, Abba, Father, yes. this was being very presumptuous. Yes. But when we're born again, our spirit cries out, yes. Abba, Father, praise God, because we've been set free from the bondage. So, and I think when we say in heaven, what do, you, what do you think that speaks of, in heaven? In the place of absolute power? Um, far above, yes. Far above. That's it. Yes. We need to realize, because we're so fixated on things on the earth, aren't we, so often? That's that we truly are. We need to realize that what we see, you know when you go, isn't it tremendous when you go up on a plane? Oh, isn't it and wonderful? And suddenly those things that seem so big, suddenly... Yes, speak. They're tiny, aren't yes. they? We see things from above. We do. And I think as we wait on the Lord, it says we will, we'll rise up like eagles' wings. Yes. As we focus on the Lord, it's almost like we're taken into heavenly places yes. and we can see from his perspective. And then we know exactly what to do about them. Praise God. And so he's on the throne. Yes. It might seem diff bad for us. It might seem difficult, yes. but God's on his throne. Our Father in heaven. Yes. He's got the answer. To what we need and so the prayer goes hallowed be your name and that's what we want to, to to teach about what does it mean to hallow his name we need to know the names of god and we yes. need to hallow them and that's the content of our worship and our praise is to hallow his name to exalt to declare his holy name yes. um, and as we're declaring his name because we're his children we share his name so it's not just about the Lord, you know, praise is declaring the name of the Lord. Lord, you're mighty, you're great, you're righteous, you're strong, <laughs> you're love, yeah? Thanksgiving is where it relates to us. And his name isn't just the description of him, but it also relates to us mm -hmm. too. And the thanksgiving, let me explain the difference. I might say, Lord, you are righteous. But also I can say, as his child, through the blood of Jesus, Lord, you are my righteousness. Lord, you're strong, but you've given me your name. You are my strength. Praise God. Lord, you are peace. You're full of peace and blessing. Mm. But Lord, you are my peace. You're my shalom. You're full of health, Lord. You're, you're perfect. But you are my healer. And so praise is declaring God's name. But also 
We enter into thanksgiving where we appropriate that for ourselves. And to hallow his name is to declare, Lord, you are righteous and you're my righteousness. You're almighty, but you're my strength. You're my song. You're my strong tower. You are the all-wise God, but you are my wisdom. Praise God. You are my savior. You are my rock. That's what we do is we hallow his name because it's our father in heaven. We share his name. Mm. Praise God. And so as we start praying this, what's happening in our heart is that we are becoming adjusted to the truth of who God is in our life and who we are in him. And when that's established in our heart, then we're ready to pray those other prayers. But if we haven't done that first, we're, we're praying in the flesh. So first we need to enter his presence by hallowing his name. And we want to show you some of the names of God around that. Um, but first of all, let me just emphasize this about how do we enter God's presence? Jesus gave us a real key in John chapter 4, verse 23. He says, the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Now he says the hour is coming because the new dispensation, after he's died on the cross and risen from the dead, when we can enter into this, when we can be born again and, and, and know God spirit to spirit and worship him, that was coming. But also he says it now is. How was it already? In the person of Jesus. He was already functioning in that reality. He was the Son of God, and he was worshipping in spirit and truth. And he would bring us into that same relationship with the Father that he had already through his death and resurrection. He says, the Father is seeking such to worship him, for God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And so that's the key, in spirit and in truth. Praise God. We, he's the Father of our spirits. We're born again. We can have intimate fellowship with him but also in truth what's the truth the truth is his his name for instance for example how do i worship him in i may not be in the spirit when i just wake up in the morning you know yes uh, not until i've had a cup of coffee or something but <laughs> i won't feel that way but i can still start worshiping god in by moving in the truth yes yeah. And if I start moving in the truth, I'll soon start getting into the spirit. Yes. And the way I get into, into the truth is saying, Lord, I start telling the truth about God. Lord, yes. you're my righteousness today. Yeah. You're my victory today. You're my peace today. You're my strength today. Praise God. You're my rock. You're my shield. And as I start declaring the truth about God and who he is in my life, praise God, I'm, I start feeling Yes. The Spirit of God yes. moving in my life. Yes. And so we start by declaring the truth. That is to hallow his name. Yes. Praise God. The truth of his name. Mm. And, you know, let's, let's look at some of the names. Yes. You know, one of the, uh, uh, where can we start, do you think? And in your worship, where do you start? I start actually with Elohim. Mm. Um, in Genesis 1-1, here we see uh, 
God's name, Elohim, the all-powerful God, the creator of heaven and earth, the king of the universe, the creator of this enormous universe. Mm. And actually in church you've been teaching on um, creation and how amazing it is. Uh, and our dog Ben, if I explain actually to, to those who have joined us, that our dog Ben, actually bless him, he's, he's now in his 15th year. He's quite a large dog, but he's got a little bit delicate. And so Ben and I get up quite early in the morning, like five o'clock, and it's dark outside and he doesn't want to go out on his own. Mm -hmm. So Ben and I trudge out and I've only got a torch to, to go around the garden. And it's, it's really wonderful on a clear morning, as it were, it's dark, but you can see the, the, the moon and the stars. And for me, it is absolutely amazing. I just look up to the heavens. Nobody else is around. Everybody else is still asleep. And, and it's part of my favorite time of day. Mm -hmm. And I just look up, I say, oh Lord God, you're the king of the universe. You are Lord of all. You're the almighty God creator and you created me. And as I look up at the sky, I look so small mm -hmm. and think, Father God, you are so amazing that you care about every tiny, tiny, tiny detail of my life. And then I look at the moon and I, I'd always thought, well, the moon was just just there until, you know, I'd, I'd learned quite a lot through you teaching us that the moon, um, it exerts a magnetic pull on gravitational, on, gravitational pull, pull on, <laughs> on the earth. Um, and if it wasn't there, we'd either float too near the sun and we'd absolutely be burnt like a crisp or else we'd float too far away uh, and you know we'd be frozen to death and I thought this is just amazing and did you know that the earth is revolving at 660,000 miles per second and I thought my brain can't take that in and I thought if it wasn't for God who's keeping all this by the power of his word almighty Elohim creator that we I would be whizzing off into space mm -hmm. all sorts of terrible things could happen to us and the reason that you know new every morning we, we see his mercy and his grace and his power and that's when I start worshiping him mm -hmm. but when I start off it's like I'm trudging out there and me woolly woolly dressing gown and a torch and it's cold and seriously I don't feel ecstatic mm. but by the time we walk around the garden and mm. by faith I've worshipped God but it is lovely actually to have that visual illustration in mm. the sky Elohim so we start by just worshipping God as the creator yes. Lord you're the powerful creator yes. and you love me uh, in the beginning God created the heavens yes. and the earth Lord you've made everything you made me you are mighty, you're powerful. My problems are easy for you. Yes. Many times you'll see prayers in the Bible yeah. are actually start by reverencing God as the creator, hallowing the name yes. of Elohim. Yes. You know, that is the, the place to start. And it, it reminds me of Psalm 8, really. Do you know, I'm just thinking yeah. of Psalm 8, yeah. actually. Um, it says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth who have set your glory mm. above the heavens out of the mouth of babes and nursing, nursing infants. You have ordained strength. Does that just mean strength, Derek, or does it? The, the word actually, when it's um, converted in the New Testament, yes. it's translated as praise. Ah. So it's like that as we, as we declare his name, oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the yes. earth. 
the declaring the excellency of his name that's praise isn't it and yes, it's it like, is. you've ordained this praise you know we yes. don't have to be spiritual giants to do this we can be babes yes because it says that yes we, and and yet as we do that it's ordained it, it makes us strong in the spirit as we start praising his name yes strength comes into our life that is and so um and yes. it says because of your enemies which is strange yes. isn't it <laughs> yes that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Mm. And when I consider your heavens, the work of... When you think that this universe that is so amazing, mm. it's the work of his fingers. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> the moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him? It's mm. absolutely... Because God really amazing. made this whole universe for us. He did, didn't you he? Know? Yes. And, and he's amazed, really. He says, yes. why? You, man is the summit of your creation. Yes. And it's man that it's us that you're really interested in, and you've made this whole amazing universe yes. for us. Wow. <laughs> and so this gets our eyes off ourselves onto the Lord. And, and it is interesting, he says, that even as babes start praising God like this and declaring the excellency of his name and how yes. amazing his creation is. Um, because I hope you've worked it out by now that you didn't evolve, but you were yes. created by a God who loves you yes. and has a plan for your life and you can praise him. Um, otherwise, you know, all you've got is to praise yourself. <laughs> but um, yeah. it says that you silence the enemy when you praise God. So one of the best, you, you might be being harassed right now, you might be feeling oppressed right now. One of the best things you can do for your mental health is just to take time praising God, yes. hallowing his name. And you know, you may not need any special deliverance or special drugs or anything because you've received the praise cure, which is to just praise God and just allow his glory yes. and his presence to fill your life and yes. deliver you. And so we need to hallow the name of the creator, the almighty yes. sovereign God. And that will actually push back the powers of darkness. You know, and it does something else. When you praise and worship God, it actually starts to destroy the idols in your life. Because there's a spiritual law that Paul talks about in Romans 1 that actually we're, we're made to worship. When we stop worshiping God, that's when we start worshiping something else instead. We give it nice names like addictions and things like this. But actually, yes. these are idols that we're worshiping, mm. that, that we're focusing on and, we're, and, and which we can't be happy without. And that's really what belongs to God. Yes. And um, I don't know if you've got, uh, or if you could read for us, Romans yes, chapter 1, yes, Romans um, chapter verse one. 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. They refused to worship him they as did. God. They weren't thankful, mm. but because, um, sorry, they were not thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools mm. and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man. So they've got to worship something. So yeah. if they, they refuse to acknowledge God as their God and yes. their source, they've got to focus on something else. But it's something in this creation. Yes. It's something, it's an idol. 
It, absolutely. Something that you said, if you feel that you cannot be happy without a certain thing, I mean, for some girls, it's like, oh, I can't be happy unless I'm married. Mm. Then that has become an idol. Mm. Anything that yeah. stands between you and God. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and so, where are we? Verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, birds, four-footed animals and creeping things. For this reason, therefore, God also gave them up to the uncleanness and the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. It's interesting. He talks about a gradual slide down to, to, to bad behavior, basically. Yes, he does, doesn't he? But um, the root of the issue... Yes even before the idolatry and the, the wrong obsessions, is the root of the diagnosis yes. is that they stopped worshipping the Creator. Yes. And that set them on a downward thing. So if your life is heading in the wrong direction right now, you know, the answer really is to go right back to the start and start worshipping God. Make it your first priority to worship God, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, and just take extra time worshiping God until you're correctly adjusted to God. Because until you're correctly adjusted to God, nothing else in your life and your prayers is going to work properly. You know, Amen. the next name of God in the Bible, and I think it's in Genesis 15, is Adonai. Oh, I love that name of God. Adonai, my master, um, my owner because Jesus has purchased us mm. with a power with the power of his blood and I belong to him I've um, I've been bought with a price mm. I am not my own I do not have a right to live life as I think I want to mm. I owe it all to him and yeah. so I just say oh Adonai mm. I belong to you you are my master you are my God I, I just give myself to you today Make me a blessing today. Mm. Uh, show me what you want. What is your will? You know, to wake up in the morning and say, what can I do for you, Adonai? Mm. Rather than, well, I've got this list and mm. this is what I want from you, God. And so it's it's changing the whole perspective. It's he's the one that's important. You know, sometimes, mm. Didi, I sit there and I say, and I, I, I realize I've been wittering on in my mind. And mm -hmm. I say, oh, Adonai, I'm so sorry. You know, here sits somebody who absolutely knows tittle squat, <laughs> doing all the talking to the one who knows everything, the all-wise one. Adonai, I, I be quiet in your presence. Mm, yes. so, so you're really saying that God isn't our servant, but we're his servants. Yes, is that, is that that's, right? to be honest, yes. I so went a we, long uh, way around it, but that's, yes, that's so what I'm uh, saying. No, yeah. I mean, it's not like so you rub Hello, hello, yes. Adonai. Adonai, yes. We need to remind ourselves who God is, our yes. Father in heaven. He's our Lord. Yes. He's, we, he's bought us with a price. Praise yes. God. And, yes. You know, another wonderful name, particularly if you're in weakness now, especially if you've tried everything in your own strength, mm. you know, you need to really meet El Shaddai and start hallowing the name of El Shaddai. Mm. That, this comes actually in Genesis 16 and 17, because in Genesis 16, God's promised Abraham a son, you see, but Abraham gets in the flesh. He's going to help God. He's going to do it in his own strength, because God wants to supernaturally give him a son through Sarah. But instead, he decides to do it through Hagar. And at the end of Genesis 16, when he's 86, it says that he bore Ishmael through Hagar. 
And this was Abraham trying to do it in his own strength. And it's interesting, the very next verse, it says that Abraham was 99 years old. The Bible jumped over 13 years as if they didn't happen. Why? Because Abraham's been out of fellowship with God. He's been working in his own strength and that isn't going to work in the plan of God. Now 99 is a symbol, you see. 99, that's the, the nine is the f number of finality. Abraham now has come to the end of himself. He's come to the end of his own strength. And sometimes we have to come to the end and realize, say, I can't do this, Lord, in my own strength. I've tried, but I've failed. This is a good moment because you're ready to meet El Shaddai. And it says that the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Literally, I'm El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. He says, stop pushing in your own flesh. Walk in fellowship with me. I'm El Shaddai, I'm the God who's more than enough. Put your trust in me. And El Shaddai is the name of God that refers to when we come to the end of ourselves, at the end of our strength, and we put all our trust in El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. And it says that Abraham fell on his face. He worshiped God, he submitted to El Shaddai. And God said, right, I'm changing your name to Abraham. God's breath, God's spirit, the was put in the middle of his name, from Abraham to Abraham. When you submit to El Shaddai, you receive his power in your life. And that's the revelation of El Shaddai. When we're weak, he's strong. So, Lord, I come to you. You are in my weakness. I've tried everything, but I can't do it. But I put all my trust in you. You are my El Shaddai. You're the God who's more than enough. Oh God, I thank you that you fill me with your strength in my weakness. Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect in my weakness. And, and you come to him and hallow him as El Shaddai, especially when you're weak. Acknowledge him as the God who's more than enough. He's El Shaddai. And he'll come through for you. He'll breathe his breath of life into you, just like he did for Abraham.